Please be seated. And please turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. And if you don't have a Bible with you, that's okay. You can just listen or perhaps look along with someone else if you can. And if you don't own a Bible, please find me afterwards. I'd be happy to give you one. It'd be our gift to you as a church so that you can own your own copy of God's Word. You just catch me afterwards at the door or wherever and let me know you'd like a Bible. I'll be happy to give you one that you can keep as your own. And I'm going to read and preach just one verse of Psalm 27 this evening, the opening verse, a verse about what's true about God and also what's true about us when we trust in God, what's true about God and what's true about us when we trust in God. Let's pray first and then we'll give our attention to the reading and the preaching of God's word. God, we thank you for the opportunity we have now to gather together around your word, to hear it read and to hear it preached, to think carefully about it together and to consider how it applies to our lives, how we should respond to it in our lives by your enabling grace. And we pray that you would work powerfully in each of our hearts by your spirit to give us what we most need this evening. For some, perhaps it's conversion. For others, it's sanctification in its various forms, challenge and conviction, or comfort and encouragement. And for all of us, growth in the grace and knowledge of Christ. Lord, we need all these things. Give us all these things by your mercy through this means of grace. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 27, let me actually read the whole psalm for our encouragement, but we're going to restrict our focus to verse 1 for the sermon this evening. This is the word of God, of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, 
Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Two main points for the sermon this evening. Who is God for us and whom shall we fear? In terms of who is God for us, David says he is three things for us in verse 1. He's our light, he's our salvation, and he's our stronghold. We see that in the first line and in the third line of verse 1. In the first line, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then in the third line, he says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. And what I want to do in the first part of the sermon this evening is to focus together on those three things. In particular, what does it mean that he is our light and our salvation and our stronghold? And what are some applications we can draw from that? And then we'll turn to focus on the second part, whom shall we fear? And as we'll see, the second part is really rooted in the first part. The answer to the second question, whom shall we fear, is rooted in the answer to the first question, who is God for us? Because he is our light and our salvation and our stronghold, therefore, we don't have to fear anyone or anything as the people of God. And we'll consider that great truth together in the latter part of the sermon. So, who is God for us? Number one, he's our light. The Lord is my light, David says. That is, he's our source of light. Like we might say, the sun is our light, meaning the sun's the source of our light. The Lord is our light. The Lord's the source of our light. He gives light to us. He shines light on us and into us. He gives us the light of life, first of all. The light of life. He gives us physical life through creation and spiritual life through redemption. He's the source of both our physical life and our spiritual life. Physically, Acts 17, 28 says, in him we live and move and have our being. Or Job 12, 10, in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Spiritually, Romans 6 teaches us that he gives us new life in Christ. Or Ephesians 2, he's made us alive together with Christ. So he's the source of both our physical life and our spiritual life. He gives us the light of life. He also gives us the light 
of truth. He is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. I am the truth and the life, John 14, 6. And he has revealed the truth to us in his word. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth, John 17, 17. And he shines the light of his truth into our minds, into our hearts. He gives us the light of truth. He's the source of the light of truth. He also gives us the light of holiness. So these are different ways that light is used in Scripture. Life, truth, and holiness. He gives us the light of holiness by imputing the holiness of Christ to us when we first believe in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So he imputes the holiness of Christ to us when we first believe in Christ. He imputes the holiness of Christ to us in our justification. And then he increases the holiness of Christ in us in our sanctification as the light of holiness gets brighter in our hearts and lives every day by the grace of the Spirit. So the Lord is our light He's our source of light, the light of life, the light of truth, and the light of holiness. Just like we draw light and heat and energy and vitamin D somehow from the sun, so we draw life and truth and holiness from God because he's our light. We know that this world is dark. We know that the prince of darkness, Grimm, is on the prowl. And if we're honest, we know our own hearts are pretty dark at times. But the Lord is our light. Jesus is the light of the world. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. And as for our hearts, the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. So we don't have to walk in darkness We can walk in the light because the Lord is our light. So whatever darkness you may be facing in your life right now, the darkness of doubt, perhaps, the darkness of depression, the darkness of difficult circumstances, the darkness of devilish temptation, don't let the darkness swallow the light. Let the light swallow the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, John 1, 5. Don't let it stay dark in your heart. Turn on the light. Flip on the light. Draw light from the Lord through prayer. Shine light into your heart through the word. The word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Psalm 119, 105. 
The word is, is like a flashlight or a headlamp. So we should turn it on and use it. Shine it into the darkness until the darkness scatters, until it flees away. The Lord is our light. So let's not walk in the darkness. Let's walk in the light. Let's walk with the light, with the Lord, who is our source of light. Who is God for us? Number one, he's our light. Number two, he's our salvation. David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. That is, again, he's our source of salvation. And now to say that he's our salvation, of course, implies that we need saving. Just like if your doctor gave you a medicine and said, this is the cure, that implies, of course, that you need curing, that you have some sort of disease or illness that needs to be cured. We have a spiritual disease, don't we, that the Bible calls sin. It's the instinct we all have in us to go our own way, to do our own thing, to say no to God and yes to our own desires. And because of our sin, we deserve God's wrath, we deserve God's judgment, and we need salvation. We need to be saved from our sin and from God's wrath. And God himself is our salvation, our source of salvation, our Savior. He sent his Son into the world to live and to die and to rise again so that all who turn from their sin and believe in him could be saved. He saves us from what we most need to be saved from, our own sin and his just wrath. He will save you this evening. If you turn from your sin and turn to him in faith. And if you're already a believer, he is still your salvation. It's not that he once was and no longer is. He is still your salvation. He is not only your source of initial salvation, of justification. He's also your source of ongoing salvation, your sanctification. He saves you every day from your sin. As you look to him in faith for the grace and power to fight your sin and to put it to death. You are not your salvation from your sin. He is your salvation from your sin. You are not the savior. He is the savior. He is the source of our salvation. Whatever sins you're struggling with in your life right now, don't look to yourself for salvation from those sins. Look to Christ for salvation from those sins. Look to him in humble repentance and sincere faith. If you want to draw water from the wells of salvation, Isaiah 12, 3, don't try to draw from your own well. Draw from the well of Christ. He is a well of salvation that will never run dry. Acts four twelve, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Who is God for us? He's our light. He's our salvation. And thirdly, he's our stronghold. 
David says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. He is our stronghold. He's our refuge. He's our fortress. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, we sing together. He's our castle, like one of those majestic castles in Europe you've probably seen pictures of. Or, if you would, like Minas Tirith in Gondor in The Lord of the Rings. He's our rock, like one of those huge rocks you might see as you're hiking on one of the trails around here. Kids, perhaps you've seen those, one of those massive rocks that's just immense and immovable. If you tried to push on it with all your might, you couldn't move it one inch. Our God is like that for us, a strong and steady and immovable and unshakable rock. He's our rock of ages, and there's a cleft in the rock for us to hide in, to take shelter in. And we need a stronghold because we are often weak, aren't we? We are weak in our sin. We are weak in our bodies. We are weak in our suffering. But when we are weak, he is strong. When we are unstable, he is immovable. When we are under attack, he is our castle. He is our refuge we can run into and be safe from our enemies. He is the stronghold of our life. Well, that's who God is for us. That's who he is for all who trust in his son. He's our light, he's our salvation, and he's our stronghold. He's our son, he's our cure, he's our castle. Two things here by way of further application, then we'll focus on our second point. First of all, there's a very important word that shows up a few times in verse one. Perhaps you've noticed it or made a mental note of it. It's the little word, my. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And I think it's important for each one of us to ask ourselves, could I say the same thing that David says here? Is the Lord my light? Not just a light or even the light, but my light personally. Is he my salvation? Is he my stronghold, the stronghold of my life? If you've put your trust in Jesus to save you from your sins, if you've embraced him by faith as he's offered to you in the gospel, if you've come to him and believed in him, and received him and rested upon him alone for your salvation, then you can say with David that he is your light and your salvation and your stronghold. If you don't think you have, or if you're not sure, the best thing you can do is to pause right now and confess to him that you're a sinner in his sight, and you know you deserve his judgment, and you know you cannot save yourself and ask him to enable you to truly repent of your sin and to truly believe in Christ for your salvation that you need.
Lean on him, trust in him fully, his perfect righteousness that you lack and his substitutionary sacrifice that you deserve. Don't be content to know that he's all these things for all who trust in him. Trust in him yourself this evening. Don't sit there staring up at the ark while the rains come down. Come into the ark by faith. Make sure you can say with David that the Lord is your light, your salvation, your stronghold by faith. Secondly, I think it would help us a great deal in the Christian life if we brought these things to the front of our minds more often. These truths we're considering. Things like the Lord is my light and my salvation and my stronghold. Those truths are in our minds somewhere as believers. They're down one of the aisles and on one of the shelves. But I think it would help us if we brought them up front more often. If we called them to mind and sort of put them in front of our mind's eye. If we put them up on the dashboard of our life, as it were, so we can see them so that they were always in our field of view. So often our field of view is taken up with our problems and our worries and our fears. They're all we can see. The people around us and their issues or our circumstances and our struggles. But if we brought to the front of our mind who God is for us, we would see all those other things more clearly, wouldn't we? We would see all those other things in a different light, in a very different light. In the clear light, the bright light of the truth of who God is for us. So let me encourage you to find a way to set these truths before you more often. I have set the Lord always before me, David said in Psalm 16. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Let's keep these truths on the front of our minds as we go about our days. The Lord is my light and my salvation and my stronghold, my source of life and light and truth and holiness, my source of salvation from sin every day, my castle I can run into and be safe from my enemies. The more clearly we see those truths, the more clearly we'll see everything else in their light. Well, let's look at our second main point now, more briefly. Whom shall we fear? Whom shall we fear? David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Because the Lord is our light and salvation and stronghold, therefore, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear anyone. Anything. Whom shall we fear? But I suppose it's good for us to ask ourselves, whom do I fear? Whom or what do I fear? Many people fear death. But for the Christian, we don't have to fear death. Because death is a door. It's a door to life, to eternal life. 
As Paul said in Philippians 1, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To die is gain. And he said that to depart and be with Christ is far better. And he said in 2 Corinthians 5 that to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. Home with the Lord. As Christians, we don't have to be afraid of death because death is the door to life. As Christians, we don't have to be afraid of anything because the Lord is our light, salvation, and stronghold. Because the Lord is our sun, our cure, our castle. Since that's the case, we don't have to fear. We should not fear, as we're so often told in the Bible. Fear not, because we're fearful. We need to be told not to fear. We need to be reminded again not to fear. And so often we're graciously reminded, aren't we, of why we don't have to fear. Psalm 27 verse 1 is a great example of that. The reason we don't have to fear anything is because the creator and sustainer of everything is our light and salvation and stronghold. Remember what Paul says at the end of Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. If nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, then we have nothing to be afraid of as the people of God. A few years ago, I made a list of things I was afraid of. I'm not sure why I did that. And I won't read that list to you, though I will say spiders was on there and sharks. But regardless of whatever else is on my list and regardless of whatever is on your list, if we hold our list up next to the list of things God is for us in Christ, we'll see that we have nothing to fear. It's when we only hold up one of the lists that we get into trouble, the list of fears, and we forget the other list, the list of truths about God. But that's why we have the Bible, isn't it? That's why we have each other, isn't it? That's why we have corporate worship. That's why we have all the means of grace that God has given us, so that we can be reminded of what's true. That's why we gather Sunday morning, Sunday evening. To be reminded of what's real, of what's true, so that we can remember again that not everything is darkness and lies and sin and sorrow, so that we can remember again that the Lord is our light 
that the Lord is our salvation, that the Lord is our stronghold, that the Lord is a thousand other things for us who are his children by grace. And when we remember that, when we believe that, when we believe the truth, then we are able to walk in the light as he is in the light. Then we are able to live in faith, not in fear. So let's tie our, height, our hearts tightly to these truths, to the truths of Psalm 27, verse 1. Let's hold on to these truths by faith and never let go. There are fearful things in this world, to be sure. And our hearts are still prone to fear. But by faith, we can lean our whole weight onto these truths and know they're going to hold us. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? Whom shall we fear when our faith is in him? The Lord is the stronghold of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? It's hard to be afraid of your enemies when you're looking down at them from the walls of the impenetrable castle. Let's remember who God is for us in Christ. Let's live in light of who God is for us in Christ. Let's not live in fear. Let's live by faith. Whom shall we fear? Of whom shall we be afraid? No one. Nothing. Not when our light and our salvation and our stronghold is the Lord God. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you are all these things for us and many more by grace through faith in Christ because you've saved us and adopted us as your children. Thank you that we don't have to live in fear, that we do struggle with that in different ways. There are many fearful things in this fallen world, but also this is our Father's world. And Lord, when you are our light and our salvation and our stronghold, we have nothing to fear. We've heard these truths. Now help us to live in light of them. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.